Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 47th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And today I'm talking the Batman, Batman, the Batman, the definitive Batman. This is what it's being called. The new Batman movie has just dropped in theaters and it's being compared and said that it is the best Batman film. I'm going to give you my thoughts on it as well as comparing what everybody else is saying comparing to the other one that is considered the best Batman film which was The Dark Knight. So let's just jump right into it. First off, a little bit of backstory on the Batman movie that has just come out. Now most people know this saga that has happened and been a part of uh, DC for a while now. I remember DC was, you know, building their universe, building their DC EU and they cast Ben Affleck as Batman. Now, when this happened, it broke the internet. People had so many opinions on Ben Affleck being Batman. Batfleck was trending. Um, I myself was like, really? Ben Affleck? I don't know about this. Ben Affleck ended up doing a fantastic job. He was great in Batman v Superman. He was great in the Justice League, even the bad Justice League film that they released. He did a good job. Well, because of that, they were going to let Ben Affleck write and direct his own Batman film, starring him, and the villain at that time was going to be Deathstroke. Um, we had issues going back and forth. It was rewritten a couple times. DC wanted it written a certain way, a different way. They wanted to go in a different direction than what Ben Affleck did. Ben Affleck pulled out as the director and not wasn't going to direct the film, so they passed the film on to Matt Reeves. Uh, Matt Reeves and Ben Affleck's their philosophy on way the, what the film was supposed to be didn't gel. It didn't mash. So Ben Affleck just withdrew from the film completely. It wasn't going to star him. It wasn't going to be a part of the continuity of the DC uh, cinematic universe. So it left a lot of questions. What is Matt Reeve going to do? How is what directing? He's going to take Matt Reeve as a great director. And he has the ability and a chance to make this his own film so the search began for a new batman there was rumors galore about who it could be were they going to go with an established star which is what dc kind of does or were they going to go with a star that maybe had a little name but wasn't huge were they going to go with a no name and just make a brand new one how are we going to pull this off it began to swirl um and then the internet once again broke it seems like every time a batman is cast it just breaks the internet matt reeve cast robert pattinson that's right, the sparkly vampire from Twilight was now going to be our Bruce Wayne and our Batman for the new film. And I will tell you myself, when this cast, the first thing that went through my mind was, God, no, why? There are better actors out there. Why are we picking Robert Pattinson? Why is he going to be Batman in this film? And of collectively, the majority of the world agreed with my sentiment on that. Uh, he was kind of paying for it. People were calling for a boycott of the movie before it even started filming because of it. I didn't go that far. I just thought, like, there's better actors out there. We have a better chance. But, again, you got to look at it from the way that everybody thought about Batfleck. I was like, okay, 
we thought that Ben Affleck wasn't going to do great. He ended up doing really well. So let's. I'm just going to give this a chance. I'm going to see how it goes. Then we get to see our first teaser of him in the suit. The suit looked. The suit looked good. It's not the best Batman suit that's been on film, but it did look good. And I'll admit, I like the chest plate. The gun that was used to kill his parents is apparently the bat symbol on his chest. That's what the. That's what it appears to be anyway. We were getting short little stills. We were getting little tidbits of how the film was going to be and who the villains were going to be in the film. Um, the other casts were given. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was cast. Uh, Colin Farrell was cast. And then we had Paul Dano. Dano, I don't know how to pronounce that name. I always screw it up. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm just going to call him Paul from now on. So they were all cast. And then we got their uh, the characters they were going to play. Zoe Kravitz was playing Selena Kyle, gay Catwoman. Colin Farrell was going to actually play Penguin in a new role and try to take that way into that. And then Paul was going to play Riddler. Now, Riddler has only been portrayed one time on the big screen, and that was by Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey played a, a really fun, a really goofy, upbeat, kind of a 66, I guess, um, inspired Riddler. He was very animated, very fanatical, we weren't going to get that with this. This was going to be a gritty, down-to-earth film. We'll get into that in a bit. But as all this is going on, the casting is being on, then the rumors start to come out. Robert Pattinson doesn't want to work out for this film. He doesn't want to get ripped. The whole thing, Batman usually, especially now when you get brought in to be a superhero, normally you lose weight, you get shredded, you bulk up. He didn't want to bulk up for this film. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do any of the working out for it is what they said. And I was like, are you kidding me? No, you can't do this. We don't need this kind of, this, this, this when we go into play a Batman. We don't need a Batman who doesn't look like he can be Batman. Well, the film is based in year two of him being Batman. So luckily with this, we're not getting a origin story. We didn't have to see his parents get killed for the umpteenth thousandth time as they do in every Batman film. But... The film itself, and now we're getting into it, there will be some spoilers. Um, I'm going to try to keep them a little light, but there will be some spoilers. Let me get this right off the rip, right out of the gate. Um, this film is phenomenal. This film is hauntingly good. Okay, it is it is really good. It is a detective noir type film for Batman. It's the first time this type of Batman has ever been portrayed on film. This kind of Batman story has ever been portrayed on a Batman's film um, the action, while there is action in it, the action is not, you know, fast-paced and boom, boom, boom with a lot going on like that. It's kind of slow building to a crescendo. And I know that a lot of people are going, I don't want to slow Batman, but you have to see the film to actually understand the beauty and the simplicity of the story here as the story builds upon itself to get you to the, the third act of this film and where it leads. Right now, right off the gate, um, there is one portrayal of character acting in this film that deserves its own recognition. A fantastic job, a hauntingly good, good job done here. And it's not Robert Pattinson, it's not Zoe Kravitz, it is actually Paul Dano, the guy playing Riddler. Riddler in this is unlike any Riddler you've ever seen. Whether it be TV, whether it be movies, whether it be video games, whatever. The Riddler in this does not have the classic Riddler suit. He is not in a green suit with uh, question marks all over it with his little bowler hat or anything like that. He's intelligent, but he's not overly intelligent, or at least that hasn't been touched upon yet. Paul Dano's performance of this is a very harrowing performance. 
He plays a psychopath so well in this. This film is what happens when you take a Batman film, you mix it with Saw and sprinkle in Seven. It is so good, and his portrayal of Joker is so disturbing in in the aspects of which he goes about it. The way he speaks, the way he enunciates, his puzzles are different than any puzzles we've seen with the Riddler. He is so good in this film. Even apart when he actually is caught, when he is talking to Batman, and this is a spoiler, this is a pretty big spoiler. We go through the film, and at one point, Batman actually thinks that Bruce Wayne has been figured out. He thinks that this guy knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. So what he does is that he, he freaks out, he goes to visit him in jail, and as he's talking to him, he keeps saying Bruce Wayne, and Batman's not reacting but he's implying and feeling and thinking he knows who I am. He knows who I am. What do I'm going? How am I going to get out of this situation? If this guy talks, I'm done. And then we find out he doesn't know Batman's Bruce Wayne. He hasn't connected those dots yet. He's after Bruce Wayne for a specific reason. And it's in that aspect to when Batman basically tells him that he's a psycho. They're not teaming up. He see River in this film thinks that him and Batman are a team. He thinks that they're doing the same thing. They're getting justice for those who need justice by taking down the, the hierarchy and the, the corruption in Gotham. And the entire film leads to this when he finds out that Batman isn't on that level. Batman doesn't think that they're partners. He doesn't want to work with him. He's basically saying that you're a psycho. You kill people. The, you know, I'm not about that. And then he proceeds to basically lose it and say this is how it wasn't supposed to be. And then he kind of reveals that there's a, a, big, a bigger picture plot that he has unfolded that Batman hasn't figured out yet. Now, when he does this, this is kind of his, you haven't figured it out, maybe, I'm, maybe you're not as smart as I am moment. And he starts singing Ave Maria in this, while Batman is like, what are you planning? What's your plan? It is so creepy and so good. The film is shot beautifully. The, the aspects of Gotham, it's dark, it's gritty, it's down to earth. It makes you feel like you're in a crime-ridden city. The only thing that makes me laugh about this is Gotham Square Garden. They have an arena called Gotham Square Garden, and I don't know why, but I popped and laughed when I saw that. Any other way, this film is great. It is detective-wise. Robert Pattinson plays a fantastic Batman. He plays a great Batman. He looks good in the costume. His voice works. Is he a great... Uh, was he great for this role? I don't know. Before you attack me for saying he was great, and now I'm saying I don't know if he was great for this role, let me explain. The part of Batman is twofold. Batman and Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is the harder role to play. Again, let me explain. You put a cowl on someone, they beat the crap out of people. That's Batman. You know, you can look good in the costume, you fight, that's Batman. Bruce Wayne is where you get a lot of the character development, where you get a lot of someone who's struggling to fit into society in a role that he is given from birth, not wanting that role, and also hiding the fact of what he actually does. Michael Keaton did this phenomenally in the Batman 89 and Batman Returns film. He played Bruce Wayne as someone who you can see is not all there. But he's fitting into the role of which he has to to keep his secret identity hidden. 
Val Kilmer was okay at it. George Clooney, we're not talking about George Clooney. Uh, Christian Bale, Christian Bale's Batman was not good. I'm sorry, I don't care what people think. He just didn't play that right. Ben Affleck's Batman, when he played Bruce Wayne, was great because it's Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck has that charisma. Robert Pattinson, you don't get a lot of Bruce Wayne in this. And I know what people are going to say. We don't want to see Bruce Wayne. We want to see Batman. And I get it. I get that. But you also got to have Bruce Wayne to kind of further the story along and get his human side. You get to see him interact with Alfred. You get to see how he interacts with people around him. That's how you see if the actor is right for it. We didn't get a lot of that in this film because it's mostly just Batman. I'm not complaining about that at all. Because like I said, this film is one of the best Batman films ever put to film. It is phenomenal. It is fantastic. I highly recommend you go see it. Colin Farrell's portrayal of the Penguin, who's at this point as an underboss for Carmine Falcone. He plays it so well. The makeup is great. His accent, the way he's playing it is fantastic. All the acting in this. Uh, Zoe Kravitz playing Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle in this is one of the best Batmans there is. She is beautiful. She is sultry. She is a badass in this. She's a no-nonsense, I'm going to do what I have to do to help me uh, type. It's great. She does a great portrayal of Catwoman in this. All the acting just around is so good, so well. And again, just the way it's shot. Matt Reeves' vision of Batman was great. We can go with this. I mean, you know, the Snyderverse is, if it's done, it's done. I don't know if this is going, this is going to be on another a world or whatever, but I I want more of this Batman. Give me give me more of these Batman type films. This dark, this dangerous. This is as close to a horror film Batman as you're gonna get. Cause the Riddler in this is so vicious, so violent. The the way he kills people, it's so fucking sick. The way he does it, the way he looks is unlike anything you've ever seen from the Riddler. It is such a a a weird concept of how they went a weird character design yet it worked for the Riddler it worked for the way he was and the way the Riddler played in this is he's intelligent but they didn't really get in the aspect of if you've in the other ones he was always smarter than Batman he was always the smartest one in the room in this you get that he's smart and you get that he might be one of the smartest in the room but they had didn't plan to the fact that he thinks he is smarter than everybody around him at this point he's more of a a survivalist or an anti-government, anti-rich um, type uh, Riddler in this. And it works as he was an accountant who learned of the corruption in Gotham and basically because of Batman was influenced to become a vigilante and promote vengeance upon the people of Gotham who were corrupt. He was not killing what he thought was innocence. He was killing the the elitists that were controlling the drugs and the crime and the murder and they were the ones involved in it weren't doing anything about it he was the one taking care of that again Paul Dano's portrayal is so hauntingly beautiful and sick and sadistic he is one of the best Batman villains ever put to film speaking of this because I said this film is so great it is being compared and said it's better than any film that Batman's ever been in it is being compared and said it's better than The Dark Knight so, uh, if you're going to ask me, is this better than The Dark Knight? I'm going to be honest with you. It's apples and oranges, okay? The Batman franchise, every one of them, from Batman 66 to 89, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, uh, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and this. I'm not counting Batman v Superman. 
because it isn't really just a Batman film. I mean, we can count that if you want, but they're all different. Every one of them has their ups. Every one of them has their downs, their pros, and their cons. Um, when you're looking at the two that everyone considers the best, which would be this and The Dark Knight, let's let's compare the two. Style-wise, this, this new one is darker and more gritty. The Nolan films were dark and gritty for the times. They gave you an aspect you hadn't really seen in Batman, a more violent character. But I think it comes down to the two Batman. When it comes to who's the better Batman, I honestly think Pattinson played the better Batman. Okay, I think he was a better Batman than Bale. I always thought Bale, while good, wasn't the best Batman. I think the Bat voice kind of, you know, became a staple, but I think it kind of took away from a lot of it. And I just, I wasn't always sold on his portrayal. He isn't bad in the role, but he wasn't the best that there was. The defendant of the Batman for me will always be Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton played Batman the best. He played Bruce Wayne the best. And for me, that bat suit was amazing. The Batman 89 suit just looked good. I know he couldn't turn his neck. Don't at me on that. But I'm just telling you... Maybe I'm looking at it through nostalgia goggles and rose-colored glasses because I love that film growing up. It's one of my favorite films that maybe that's it just it kind of narrows and gives me tunnel vision there. But going back to this, when we look at The Dark Knight, let's compare the two villains. The Joker, played by Heath Ledger, and Paul Dano playing the Riddler. Now, on the plane of comic books in general, these characters are completely different. The Joker is just chaos Armageddon personified. He's there, he's going to burn shit down, and he's going to laugh while doing it. They said it in the film, some men just want to watch the world burn. That was the Joker in The Dark Knight. In this one, the Riddler is always the I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you, I want to prove I'm smarter than you type. He was always cold, calculated, he was always maniacal, and he was always very, very meticulous in how he did things. In this, he was that way, but he's a little bit different. Their planes on this, violent-wise, and the way they were played and portrayed are different than either one. You can't compare uh, Heath Ledger's Joker to Jack Nicholson's Joker because it's two, Apple, it's two completely different ways of playing the character. The same here. You can't compare this one to uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler because Paul Dano's character is completely different. Violence-wise, they're probably on the same level. The... Riddler doesn't cause as much damage or, or doesn't cause as much chaos as quick as the Joker because the Joker was just boom, 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 boom. And I think that's what the Dark Knight was. The Dark Knight had more action in it. It had more suspense brought to it in that aspect of, you know, just controlled chaos. The Joker was there. He was just causing chaos. He was doing stuff to disrupt the way Gotham was, to disrupt Batman's point of view. And that's what made that film great. It's fast-paced and it's hitting. This one is more of a slow, methodical, thought-out. The Riddler, um, while he ends up causing a lot of damage and ends up doing a lot of destruction to Gotham in the end, you'll see, again, I don't want to really give it away, uh, he's more meticulous in how he does it. He's planned this out. It's not just a, do I look like a guy with a plan? Yes, you do. He's planned it. He's he's facilitated. He's got all of his ducks in a row to get everything in, a, in the way he wants it done. So on the aspect of there, this one's more of a slower film. This one's more of a detective noir type film, as I said, as opposed to a Batman uh, action-packed film. I think the violence in this one is a little bit more because you get to see 
you're not seeing people get killed. Like they're still keeping that away. You know, you're not seeing someone get bludgeoned. But I think the violence is kicked up when you get the violence here. There's more violence kicked up here than it is in the Nolan films. Um, they get away with a little bit more. The dialogue, I think, is a little bit better in this film. Uh, the Batman's, like I said, Pattinson's better. If you're asking me who's better, Ledger's Joker or Dano, that is very, very tough decision for me to make. Um, this one's fresh in my mind. The Dark Knight is one of the best comic book films ever made, and I really love that film. I think Joker brought the essence of that character and stayed more to what those characters could have been in the comics, so I might edge that out a little bit considering that this Riddler in this isn't the Riddler of the comics and isn't the Riddler look-wise or anything that comes normally with the character. So these two films, while they're, they're both great in the aspects of which they're presented, they're two completely different takes on Batman, the city, the characters, and just the the atmosphere that is brought to film. So I can't I don't know if I can tell you right now which one is my which one I like better. I honestly would have to see this Batman again and I might have to rewatch The Dark Knight, but like I said at the beginning, this film is you you should see it. If you're a Batman fan, if you're not a Batman fan, if you know who Batman is, go see this film and you will enjoy it. It is if you if you're just a fan of thrillers, if you're a fan of suspense, if you're a fan of of detective films, of action films, any of that, it's all bowled into one. Like I said, it's a cross between Batman 7 and Saw. That's what this is. It's mixed into one. So please go see it. Let me know who you think is the better Batman, the better Batman villain, the best better Batman uh, side character. Look, when it comes to Catwoman, Zoe Kravitz wins this all day. She 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 wins that all day. I'm sorry. There, there's no comparison there before anybody asks me. There's no comparison. But the films being different as they are, are both very well done in the way in which they're trying to tell the story of Batman. I think this one, the new Batman kind of stays a little bit more to the detective version of what the comics are normally. Considering it's Batman year two, you kind of see him mess up at times. You can tell that he's not... While he's been doing it, he's not completely where he is yet. His gadgets aren't completely in in yet. He's not as super high-tech as he normally would be. The Batmobile looks fantastic in this. It blows the tumbler out of the water. His fighting style seems to be a little bit more vicious in this as he proceeds to beat the people down, and he beats the hell out of them. Robert Pattinson beats the crap out of them as Batman. Now, this film sets up sequels. It's going to set up a HBO series of the Penguins' rise to um, power in Gotham as a criminal underboss and becoming a criminal um, godfather, as you would say. We're getting a Arkham Asylum series on HBO Max, which is going to be great. They did change little aspects of that. They changed uh, the Riddler's name. They made Batman's mother... Uh, a member of the Arkham family, which dates back, you know, to the Arkham and the Waynes are the ones that built Gotham. They changed it. They changed a little bit of lore, but not enough to make me go, why the hell are you changing all this? They they do it because it works with the aspect of the film. This sets up two different sequels that they could go with. One, in this, at one point, Batman is down. He's been beaten. He has been shot. And he takes this vial of some kind of fluid and puts it on his arm and it injects him and it's basically 
pumps him up, he gets up, and he beats the crap out of a guy. Now, it's adrenaline is what it is, but the color of it, the way it appears, it looks like it could be a early version of Venom. And I'm not talking about the Marvel character, I'm talking about the stuff that Bane uses to, to hulk up, essentially. So, we could be setting up a Bane later on. And I would be fine with that. I love the character of Bane. And in this world, in this aspect, it, it could work. When the Riddler's in jail, he meets somebody that we see in his shadow. We don't get to see his face. And presumably, it is another Batman villain. Um, I don't want to give it away because you'll understand when you see it. But he's very well known and he's been portrayed before. We'll put it that way. And the voice, while they, they haven't cast anybody for the role, as far as I know, the voice to me, and you know, it could not be his, because some people can sound like other people, the voice sound like Jake Gyllenhaal. It really did. I'm sitting there listening, I'm like, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. It sounds like Jake Gyllenhaal. They never see his face, you kind of see a small silhouette of it, but you never see a face. You never see anything to give away who it is. They just imply who it is. He never says who he is. They never say who it is. They just allude to this Batman villain. And the voice again sounded like Jake Gyllenhaal. If Jake Gyllenhaal is cast in the role that they are teasing, that actually is going to be very interesting to see. I think he could do a fantastic job in that. If you want to see who that is or want to try to get that character and get that reference, go see the film. This is the film that I have not spoiled that much. I don't have it spoiled. Why? Because I just I want you to go see it. It is so good. It was so well done. And I sat there the whole time. I'm not laughing in this. There's a couple times you'll get a chuckle. But this film, I was intrigued. I was paying attention. And I was fixated on it. Because it kept taking me down twist and turn. And taking me down alleys. Even though it's not... It's three hours. It's not fast paced like a lot of Batman films. It's slow at some points. But that slowness just adds to the depth of the story. And it all pays off in the end. It's very well done, and I loved it. Again, you guys know I, I pretty much love everything, but this, I can say, is one of the best Batman films ever done. So I fully recommend you go see it. Again, let me know if you guys think it's better than The Dark Knight. Let me know if you think it's worse. Let me know who's a better Batman, who's the better Batman villain. Uh, what did you think of the film? You can do any of this by tweeting at me and following me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. I am on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. I am on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. Thank you all for your love and your support. Remember to hit that subscribe button and leave me a rating, leave me a review. It really helps the channel out. Um, thank you all again. Go see The Batman. Go watch Robert Pattinson blow your mind as Batman and do a fantastic job. Go watch Paul Dano's character and you will be like, where has this guy been? He is a phenomenal actor and he does a great role. He plays this so good. I cannot gush over this film enough. Thank you all for the love, for the support. Uh, that's Nerd Pool. Until next time, see ya.